Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today I'm chatting with Rosa Pruneda. Say hi, hi Rosa. Hey, um, thank you for having me. She's joining us from Houston today, and we're going to talk about her ability to kind of be a self-starter in her PR and marketing journey um, and in being able to mold herself and place herself in the field and really share her story with us and her experiences. So thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thank you for having me. It's, it's exciting. I, I was just telling you, it's my first podcast ever, so I, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Yay, pod babies! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'll just go ahead and give you the floor right away. So why don't you just tell us about yourself, who you are, and what do you do? Yeah, of course. So uh, my name is Rosa, as you mentioned. Um, I was born and raised here in Houston, Texas. Um, I, am, I grew up with, uh, as part of a Mexican family, I was the first in my family to be born here in Texas, in the U.S. And so, um, so to me, it's just so, uh, everything that I do just, you know, funnels up to that, right? That mission or that, that uh, those values that I, I grew up with learning um, from my parents and, you know, really trying to give back to like their mission of like wanting to do better for us. And so anytime that imposter syndrome, and we'll jump into this, but anytime um, that that starts sinking in, I always think about my parents. So, um, so everything I do is, is for my parents. And, um, and I early on, I knew I loved writing, I loved, um, I loved coordinating events, I was really um, detailed with like my to do list and projects mm-hmm. and this and that. And so I didn't know what that meant, but I knew that I was going to go to college and, um, and that I would figure it out along the way. And so um, eventually that led into a career in communications. Um, and that didn't just like, it, it happened with like trying out different jobs and um, and in every job realizing that I liked social media, that I liked um, storytelling, um, and then just uh, doing internships and putting that together to um, really define what I, what I do now. Nice. And can you tell us a little bit about like what called you to want to work in social media marketing in the PR field? Because you kind of said, you know, you, you were dribbling around and, and doing internships and different jobs. Like what called you like, okay, this is definitely like my jam. Yeah. So, um, so it's funny. I actually grew up going to an, an arts nonprofit where I took um, ballet folklorico classes. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, when we would go and perform, there was one time we performed at a big theater here in Houston. Um, and I would, I saw this woman who was like coordinating behind the scenes and was like, uh, and, and I later find out, found out she was the PR, um, agent for, mm-hmm. um, one of the, the groups that were performing there, one of the artists that were performing there. And I, that's, that was the first like start to everything. I was like, what does she do? And she seems to be like leading things and like coordinating what everybody else is doing. And yeah. I was like, I just thought that was super interesting. Um, and so uh, when I first, when I started college, I took on a lot of uh, internships. A lot of them were unpaid um, and most of them were unpaid actually. And just for that experience. Um, and in those internships, I learned about like community events, organizing community events, um, writing social media content, uh, writing, uh, media pitches, uh, to do PR for clients, uh, and all of that kind of, uh, I started get learning the basics of everything. Um, and then 
now um, I, I do that work as a PR freelancer and as a social media um, consultant, right? Because it all was like a little bit of ex experience from all these different um, areas. And so I really going back to your question, I think it would be um, recognizing that I, I loved writing, you know, my passion for writing, my passion for um, event planning and my passion for just like supporting others and sharing their stories was really what I knew I had to follow. Yeah. And I love that, you know, you knew what you loved. So it was able really to like allow you to channel the energy. So when you were doing, you know, these unpaid gigs or internships, which sometimes like when you're reflecting on it, you're like, dang, like I did all that labor for like nothing. I <laughs> um, know. Like, not a single dime. But then, you know, you, it becomes a lesson because the skill set you realize is so much more valuable than yes. dollar in your pocket over time. I always tell, yeah, no, I always say like, trust the process. Like in the moment, you may not know like why you're doing this or why you're getting experience in, you know, whatever area, but later on to something else, you know, like that applies to um, another, your, your a future job and like, oh, I did something similar in that job or in that internship. And so I just trust, trust in the process is super important. Yeah. I want you to walk us through kind of like, where did you begin with your journey as a freelance publicist and like, what fears did you face when you were like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like, I want to start my own entity. Yes. So it was, um, so it actually all began because I was working for a, a global PR agency here in Houston. Um, and their office ended up closing down. Um, mm -hmm. And I was still super entry level, um, but their office ended up closing down and I was laid off. Um, and I saw it coming, but it was like my first actual like PR job. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to hold on to it as much as I could for as long as I could. Um, and I enjoyed it. You know, I learned so much and I enjoyed the people I worked with and I, I enjoyed the experience I was getting. So I didn't want it to end. Um, but I, I saw it coming and I knew I was, something was going to happen. And so it kind of being laid off kind of pushed me to, um, go on my own and just figure it out because I couldn't, you know, that the process for finding a new job and all of that, it, mm -hmm. it just depends on how long it takes. Um, for me, it's usually taken like anywhere from like six months to a year. Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I feel like for me, when I, when I got laid off from that job, I knew I had all the basic skill sets to, um, do this work on my own, at least until, or while I was applying for jobs, or at least until I was able to land a full-time job again. And, um, and so that's what happened. I, I met friends. I mean, I never, I didn't do it on my own. I met friends who became my mentors, who helped me really motivate me and keep me because it's, it gets difficult, you know, when you're in that place and you're, you're without a job and it's hard to stay motivated and, and you have bills to pay and all of that. So I, I really found a, a support group that helped me through that, um, through that time. And they really just pumped me up to like, you can do this. Like, you know how to do this on your own, just figure out a way to like put your services out there. Um, and so I did, it, it did start off with a lot of, um, some paid projects. Um, that's another thing. Like, I didn't know what to charge. Like, what do I charge as a freelancer? Right. How do I figure that out? But I had the background from like, I knew I would had worked with like influencers, for example, through my job, like a lot of influencer marketing. So I kind of knew like rates here and there. And so I just kind of did some research and put um, some services together that I could offer PR, social media, a little bit of influencer marketing. Um, and I just kind of put it out there and, and reached out to a couple of people and landed some clients. Um, but a lot of that was, uh, I did also take on many unpaid internships, like I mentioned, and unpaid projects, um, which later on just 
at the time it's like going back to like what we were saying at the time it's like why am I doing this or what am I really getting from this but just the connections and the relationships that you build from some of these projects is just I think that's really the the reward too yeah I love that you mentioned like I don't know what to charge because mm -hmm. I've kind of been trying to build out services for my podcast like trying to branch out um and offering like podcast launching strategy mm -hmm. sessions and um just like clarity calls and stuff like that and I'm like yeah. what do I charge like I want this to be achievable but I want it to be accurate <laughs> Right. Um, and then kind of looping back to how you mentioned imposter syndrome, you're like, no one would pay that. No one wants mm -hmm. to talk to me. Nobody, you know, mm -hmm. so kind of finding the value in your, your skill set and in your experiences, yeah. but then also knowing that you do bring things to the table and, yeah. you know, you've got to stand your ground and tell the imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. like, see you later. Um, mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned mentorship as well. So I wanted to ask you, like, do you have a mentor? And so like, you know, share with us, you know, ex experience with that and like the importance of mentorship um, to you. Yeah. Mentorship is so important to me. And I feel like I, I have mentors in different, um, different spaces. So I have mentors in the tech field. I have mentors in the wellness space. Um, I have mentors in like the spiritual space. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel all of that, like, to really be your best self and like to really um, bring your best to the work that you do, to your family, to your relationships. I feel like you need to have um, that support system, right? And, and it takes time to build that. But once you find the right mentors, the right, um, the right support, I feel like it's so important to hold on to that and really cultivate those relationships because um, because when th there are times where you really, you really need to go back to those, um, that, that mentor, um, or that, that support system and, and, you know, help them guide you, especially like when we make, we keep mentioning like imposter syndrome, like that's big, like going back to your mentor and like seeing someone who has gone through it already. And who, um, especially for me, I tend to gravitate a lot towards Latinas in mm -hmm. these different fields because, um, I, because I, I look up to them and I look up to like the, how successful they've been. But, but I also know it's never been easy, right? So knowing those stories and like knowing like the journeys that they've gone through um, is so important. And I, you know, I, I'm going through my journey myself. So I've had um, like recent grads reach out to me and ask me about like, what it's like to be like a Latina publicist. Like what, how do you, how do you get started? And to me, that's so wild that like someone reaches out to me because I'm like, I care? was like just yeah. reaching I'm like, yeah I'm like I was just reaching out to people like you're reaching out to me like what like now it's like people are reaching out to me I think that's so that's so great and like that's so valuable too because it's yeah. like yes we need to see women um Latina women in in these areas right in these careers and we need to like figure out and we need to support each other too and like help others um that look like us you know get get to where they need to be yeah and I wanted to ask you like because I am like in a space where like, I know I want to have some sort of mentor relationship. I just don't have it. Right. So some people are like, mm -hmm. well, just find someone and ask them. I want to ask you, like, yeah. do you find that it has just become, you've cultivated these friendships and it kind of blossomed from there, or you literally just emailed someone and you were like, Hey, like, you know, do you want to go to coffee? And then you're like, Hey, like, I really like what you're about. Do you want to be my mentor? Uh, kind of yeah. like pick your brain about that in case anyone's listening and is like, wow, I really resonate with that. I want a mentor. I want to participate in mentorship. Yeah. So share that with us. Yeah, no. And I think it's as easy as, as you mentioned, reaching out via email. I mean, I've reached out on Instagram, like mm -hmm. Instagram DMs, like 
um, send a message and, and it's as easy as like recognizing someone that you that you look up to someone who you admire um, and someone that you want to learn from right and and a lot of the time maybe they won't have the time to like sit down and mentor you and so being very also being supportive of them so not only reaching out when like you need something but also if they're putting on a, a program a webinar or if they're putting together, they're, they're working on something really big, being supportive of, you know, what they're doing too is, is super important. Um, but, but yeah, reaching out and, and I think it's, um, from what I've learned when you reach out to someone who you want to mentor you, it's almost like it's flattering to them too, right? Because it's like, oh, you want to learn from me? Like, cool. I was once in the place where you're at now. And yes. so, um, so I think what's worked for me is reaching out on Instagram DMs, um, I think LinkedIn is is huge too. There's a, there's just so much opportunity to reach out to others to to guide you. And if someone's not you know willing to like mentor you or you know willing to to connect with you or take time to to chat, um, then it's okay. You know, and then maybe it's not the right time. And redirecting you. Yeah, redirect me or cool. It's not the right time. I'll reach out again in a couple months, right? And so um, never taking like no as like. Uh, as in a bad way it's like okay well maybe you're just not you're not ready but I'll reach out again in the future and in the meantime just keep building those relationships um, but I think that's what's super important is like supporting them too not only like coming up whenever you need something or you need advice it's like yeah. how can I also support you so that way it's a mutual exchange yeah and you guys can mm -hmm. keep like building up um, yeah flourishing that that relationship so that was mm -hmm. great Great tips. Thank you so much. Uh, I wanted to, so I wanted to ask you about like, I was on your website and I love that a lot of your work is centered around like you really want to focus on highlighting, you know, multicultural voices like you're, that's something mm -hmm. you're passionate about. So I really just wanted you to, to share more about like what called you to do that work um, and maybe share um, some client work that you've done um, in the recent times now Yeah, as a freelancer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I think that for me, um, the stories of multicultural, um, yeah, multicultural creators, right? Entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. creators, um, small business owners. The, these stories aren't told enough, and they're so valuable. We put so much passion, so much time, so much um, dedication into our work, into our projects. Mm -hmm. And so, for me to see, like, I'd rather, you know, support um, uh, someone who looks like me, someone who, who, who knows what it's like to grow up, um, as like first generation, right. Yeah. And who's just figuring it out. Like, I want to tell those stories. I want to support, um, those visions. Right. And so for me working with, um, these, uh, multicultural creators is super important because I, I want to be also supportive of like taking them to the next level, helping them reach, you know, their goals and helping them reach, um, reach more people to get more people to find out about their work and what they're doing, what they have to offer. And so, mm -hmm. um, so I think of supporting a multicultural creators is just like, it's like, what would I, how would I want someone to support me? Right. And so, yeah. um, a lot of my work, and like I mentioned, is just the, the work that, uh, that is out there that is created by, um, multicultural creators is just so it's, it's so great. Like it's, there's so much, um, dedication that's put into like these projects and I, I say projects I've been like signing on to um, applying and and uh, purchasing a lot of like webinars a lot of um, online courses all created by um, multicultural creators because I think that these uh, they we just have so much to offer right we just have so mm -hmm. so much so many skills so much 
so much value to bring to the table. And um, it's so important for me to keep sharing those stories. And so that's honestly what I'm called called to do. It's uh, I I know that I have um, the skills to represent someone um, through my PR services to like help sh- help them get their stories out to media. Um, and so if I can support in that way, um, then I'll do it, right? Because that's the work that I love to do already. And it's also supporting um, these voices that, that are often underrepresented because, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, right? But I, I want to like put in my part to help, you know, elevate those voices. Yeah, and I love that you mentioned, you know, that these creators like each have their own story um, mm-hmm. and how, you know, their present day, it can be so distinct from what was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. and then how all that grit and grind really is what makes them flourish. Um, yeah, I really love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, when you're going to set up and, and start with a client, like what are some elements you evaluate in, in order to ensure that, you know, this is going to be a successful campaign or a successful pitch to, you know, XYZ magazine or XYZ blog? Um, kind of walk us through that um, just to give us a glimpse of like your work. Yeah. So I always, um, so I have a, for example, I have a partnership questionnaire on my website. So whenever I get a request from someone, I send them to this questionnaire just to learn more about like their business, to learn more about, um, what are their goals, right? What are, what do you really want to accomplish? A lot of, um, the, a lot of the, the clients that reach out to me have an event going on or Mm -hmm. have, uh, or are launching a new project or have a workshop that they want, they, they're offering or, um, have something that they want to share. Um, but if they don't, I want to make sure that they're actually ready to tell that story, like that their that their website is up, that um, when people look for them, their social media reflects the work that they're doing, right? So I really, I like to like first look, take a look at that partnership um, forum and see uh, what their goals are and what really they, what they want to get across from this partnership and from doing like PR for their brand. Um, PR and social media for their brand, but um, also it's it's realizing that we need to work together, right? I need to, like, you need to be doing the work, and I can help elevate that once it's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, being ready and really just asking the question, like, why why should people care? How are you, especially right now um, during this pandemic? You know, it's I've had to be very careful and very transparent with like clients that I take on. Because I'm like, you have to be providing some kind of value to um, what's going on in the world. You have to be making um, making people's lives easier, right? Because there's just, there's a lot going on. So really asking yourself those questions, you know, what, what do I bring to the table right now? And why should people care about what, the work that I'm doing? So those are really questions that I, um, and a lot of the time when I have clients reach out to me, um, most of them are ready to tell that story. Um, but some of them I have to kind of, and, and through that form, it kind of helps you think, well, am I ready? Maybe not now, but maybe once I'm done with this project, that means we'll be ready to like do PR for it. Right. So, um, it's, it varies with that, with every client, but it's, it's really strategically going through, um, that form that I have and really going through like what their vision is. Like, what do you want to get out of it? You know, yeah. it's making sure that you are ready to provide value. Yeah, I love, I love that I wrote it down, you know, 
providing value and then also being ready and why should people care? Like I was like, that is, it was an instant like cha-ching for me because we are so caught up as creators. Like, well, what I'm doing is so important, but you have Mm -hmm. to demonstrate to other people. You need to draw the picture, illustrate to them. Like, this is why what I'm doing is important and why you should care and partake in this movement or this platform or this, you know, event webinar, like you mentioned. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the tricky part. Yeah, no. And that's what I love about this work. The clients that I, that I end up working with it always, um, I, I always learn so much about their brand and Mm -hmm. I always end up being super passionate supporter as passionate supporter of their brand. So that work becomes easy for me. It it becomes easy for me to tell that story because I believe in it myself. Mm -hmm. Now, if I have a lot of questions and I'm like, well, I just, you know, I also lead with like my intuition. I'm like, how do, do I feel like I'm ready to tell this story on behalf of this Mm -hmm. person, you know? And so that's super important. And I've had to be very honest and transparent, which is like also scary to me because I'm like, well, I don't want to tell this person no, but it's just like, maybe not right now, or maybe you need to put in a little bit more work for us to be able to take this to media and for us to be able to get interest because it's, yeah, it's hard. I have to, I've had, and I've had to learn that with like client experience too. And so it's still something I'm, I'm learning about, but yeah, really going back and um, taking a look at your like, why, you know, why, why should this matter? And why am I doing this? Yeah. And as, as your client, you want them to feel comfortable, like you sharing their story mm-hmm. on their behalf, because it's really you going out, reaching out to the media. So yeah. it needs to be equal, equal meeting. And like right. you mentioned before, like the no is not always a bad thing. It's just a not right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you step on the scale, like, okay, there's still five more pounds. Like you got to keep putting a little mm-hmm. more work and then it's gonna, you know, blow up or it's going yeah. to spread like a wildfire. So thank you so much for that message. That was awesome. Um, but I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit to talk a little bit about like, we met on social media. I just like mm-hmm. reached out to you. I was like, Hey, like, um, <laughs> I had just attended a, uh, webinar, webinar, virtual event. And I wanted to talk about like how social media has really become like a top way to network. And it's literally my favorite way to network. So kind of sharing with the mm-hmm. listeners, you know, how, they can use networking as a social media tool and what has your experience been? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I feel like this is like my go-to. Like I don't, I don't know what I'd be doing without social media. Right? Yeah. Because I would have no is, podcast. Without oh my God. And this is like the way I get clients too. Like I build those relationships awesome. because I start following platforms and um, creators on social media. And so um, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Instagram is really my um, has been my platform um, to make connections, to network, to, um, to start building those relationships. Um, but I think that you can use, um, whether it's, um, I, I would say Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok is huge now too. Um, using those networks to first of all, build your brand, but also be supportive of other creators. And so for, in my example, or for my experience, um, as a, as a freelancer, I do, I, I reach out, I work with, or sorry, I follow so many creators, um, so many entrepreneurs, um, people that I sometimes just come across or that I find, uh, when I go to summits or when I go to conferences, I hear them speaking or I just come across, you know, sometimes I go on like a follow, like I follow someone and that leads to somebody else and that leads to somebody else. And so, um, I'll, I'll start following their stories and their work. And if I, 
the way I um, determine if I reach out to them to like potentially like pitch my, my services, my PR, like social media services is if I feel, um, if I feel like they're, they would be potentially ready to tell their story. Like if I get excited about it and I'm like, Oh, I see the, I like myself see the value in like their project. Right. I see how this is helping um, mm-hmm. so many people in like this way or another. And so I, I try to use that as like a way to determine, okay, I, I think they're ready. I'm going to reach out to see if they'd even be interested in like hiring a publicist or hiring a social media strategist. And so, um, so I've used Instagram. I mean, I, I have, um, I actually have a blog on my website about how to use Instagram as your, um, as a way to network and to, to get, to pitch clients. Yeah. Um, and so I've done that before. Actually, my, my very first client was I got through Instagram because mm. I had seen this woman speak at a, I heard this woman speak at a conference. Um, I had been following her for months and I just thought, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to send her a message and ask if she's uh, ever, if she's ever in need of a, a publicist or PR support, you know, to let me know it, I'd send her more information. Um, and I did that. I sent her, she was putting on this project um, I sent her a message of support, like, Hey, this is awesome that you're doing this. Um, I've been following you for some time and just wanted to let you know, I have, I offer PR services. If you've ever be, if you were ever in need of them, you know, let feel free to reach out. And she actually was like, yes, I've actually been thinking about hiring a, a publicist. Um, let's connect. And I sent her an email like that, that evening with like mm-hmm. inf- more information and set up a call and everything. And so I feel like, Instagram, for example, is like a way to start networking, but it's not where you like directly pitch. It's like, it's like an entryway, right? So like you can reach out, send a DM, but also say like, I can send you more information in an email to make it more of like a formal approach. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, definitely um, Twitter too. I, I didn't even mention Twitter. Twitter is another way. I mean, for me as a, as a publicist, I feel like Twitter is my go-to for finding reporters, finding writers, finding yeah. editors. You know, there's, there's lists of all these um, media contacts that you, a lot of the time they have their emails in their, on their bio, in their bios. And so um, that's also my way of you know, networking and, and building out contact lists that way. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story of like how you were just like, con- connecting but like nurturing that relationship before you were like hey let me like do work for you like you need me you know you were really like hey great job hey pat on the back like been watching you you're doing great like love this you know because it is a little uh people get a little like I want to say scared but the word's not scared but like they feel a little like attacked (laughs) yeah oh my god hey let me do this for you um because what if they don't need it that time, you know? So kind right. of like just dangling it in there a little gently and, and showing that support, um, looping mm-hmm. back to you just showing support to fellow people that you follow and admire, um, mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, so to wrap up here, I want to ask you, you know, how would you define a glow up and what glow tip would you have for the listeners today? Yeah. So for me, when I think of a glow up, I think of, um, success, right? So what defines, success for me it's that is only defined by each person right you you define what your goals are you define what that means to you um and everyone's gonna have an opinion and everyone's gonna want to like tell you no this is success or this is what you should be doing but what is that really how do how do you define that what makes you happy um but for me a glow up um and i love this question because i feel like a glow up is the process and like Mm -hmm. being very genuine and transparent with 
the process of everything. Um, to for me in every conversation I I have, I always bring up like, yeah, this this work that I'm doing, like I it's it's taken so many years of like unpaid internships, feeling like, uh, why am I in college? Why am I doing this? Like, what is this? Am I even gonna find a job in this? Um, feeling like I'm alone because I am the only Latina in a class, right? Uh, in college, I remember having that feeling too. Um, is there even a space for me? But also it's just the whole, being very, like I mentioned, being transparent about that process. And like at the end, you know, showing like, this is possible if I can do it, you know, you can do it. And, and being willing to like share that story is, is totally what a glow up means to me. And I, I love that more and more. Um, people are opening up to being transparent about their stories and not only sharing the wins, but also sharing, you know, this is the process. Like I didn't just get here like from one day to the other. Yeah, it's like, a finger. <laughs> and like, you're never done, you know, you're never done. You're always learning. You're always growing. And, um, and that's what's, that's the beauty, the beauty of it. Um, and the a glow up tip, uh, I feel like what comes up for me and what's been coming up is like, listen to your, to your intuition, like listen mm-hmm. to, what feels good to you? Like what is going to make you happy in the end? Because um, you will have opinions by your parents, by family members, by friends, by, you know, just it, colleagues, you know, anyone who is willing to like share what you, they think you should be doing, what they think you, you know, is the right path for you, but only you know that. And so that's one thing that I've recently um, had to like understand. It's like, okay, well, stepping back, like, I, there's a lot of opinions about what I'm doing, what would make me happy and be at the end of the day. And so that's super valuable listening to that intuition and to like what feels literally what feels good to you. Yeah. You literally hit like every multi point that I have. (laughs) I'm creating this platform because I originally was like, okay, the glow up. And then I was like, everyone's glow up is different. Everyone's glow up comes to pass so differently. Um, and I always tell people like, this is your glow up story at this time, but you can continuously keep glowing up. Um, yes. so as you were talking, I was just like nodding so aggressively <laughs> because I was like, yes, like she totally gets it. Like, this is why, this is why I bring people on here. Cause people get it and they share their stories. And I know someone's going to listen to this and be like snaps, like jazz snaps. So thank you so much for sharing that. It. Uh, and I wanted to ask you lastly, what is your glow accessory? Something that you can't be without? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been thinking about this question I'm like, I, what can I say? Like what I, I thought about this for a long time. I'm like, okay, hold on. What, what feels like, what makes me feel good? Especially when, when I'm like, I'm like nervous about something or like, uh, what, you know, I'm, I'm anxious for like a meeting or something big that's going on. Um, yeah. I honestly, I think that something that I go to for making myself feel, um, push away that imposter syndrome, push away like fears, anxiety, and all of that. Um, I listened to Homecoming by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Um, so the audio on like Spotify and the actual concert on Netflix, um, mm-hmm. that literally like puts me in a different mood. I see okay. like how hardworking she is, how she put all of that together and how specific and um, and how specific she is about like the details and like every single thing that happened in that concert. Um, and so I, I know that's like, like that answer is like, way, no, like probably <laughs> unexpected, but like, I love that. And just like the power that she has and how like 
how much of like a go-getter she is. So I feel like that's, that's something like whenever I need a, like a boost of motivation, I put that on. Love it. I was just thinking like of the film and I was like, like, (laughs) I can just imagine you like just watching it and it's just like Zen. You're like, oh my gosh. And all, I'm chilling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if the listeners want to find you, where can they find you online? Yeah. So um, on Instagram, I'm um, at Rosa EPR. Um, and that's my website as well. Rosa EPR.com. Perfect. So guys go check out Rosa. And again, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.